All right, we're rolling. So, man, I want to welcome you on here. But first, we just got to go ahead and clear the air and get this on out here. So <laughs> when people look at it, they already know, yes, he has on an Arizona State hat. And, you know, and I had to go get my stuff because he, he started this. So when you start looking, because normally I don't normally do this, but you this is what you did. I wish this was coming out this week, too. But you know we're going to beat you. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. But, uh, we, but, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Remember, we're at home now. You are. You are. You know what, though? We're, we can't come in there because this is one of those games that you can go into and be like, oh, we're supposed to win this. And next yeah. thing you know, you're in a dogfight and it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. We're here to talk about okay. you, man. So yeah. I just appreciate you coming in and just uh, want to welcome you. You and just want Thanks, you to relax. Have Thanks a good for time. having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, um, just to give you a quick backstory, man, Carlos, we've known each other, gosh, since the kids were sixth grade yeah. or younger, third third grade, actually. Yeah, the yeah. Rams. The Rams, the Rams and, and yeah. Pee Wee football. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. So, um, well, since we're already talking about that, man, you know, one of the things, one of the main topics that I uh, talk about on here um, with you know, just in general, is like, mm-hmm. how do you go from that peewee, you make that transition to junior high, to high school. So, you know, with the peewee football, since we're talking about it, you got two kids that have been through that. Right. Like, when you first started your oldest boy, like, what was that like to put him out there? Like, when did you make that decision for him to go play football? That's that's a great question. I actually didn't want them to play football. Not at all? Not at all. I didn't want them to touch it. Why? Because... All the concussions and all the yeah, things that yeah. we went through, yeah, the absolutely. politics. That I really want them to play baseball, Ooh. and I was like, "Look, they're going to be have some athleticism. Yeah, right. Let's play baseball. Let's see how it goes." Yeah. I took them to hit the balls. Mm-hmm. Dason, the youngest, uh-huh. did well. Right. To Carlos was like me, could not hit nothing. <laughs> he could. He was scared of the curveball. Oh, I was like, oh, you can't play baseball. You scared of curveball. So I was like, he's like, Dad, I don't like this anyway. I want to play football. I was like, okay. That's good. So yeah. the fir- first practice, i never forget, uh, he was with the Broncos. And uh, we went out there. I said, you know what? Let me see if he really about this. Right. He had ran track. Uh-huh. So he got second in the state. So uh-huh. I knew he was fast. Right. I said, see if he can take some hits. Yeah. So I picked out their best tackler on their team uh-huh. on the, at first practice. I just let him hit him a couple of times. <laughs> and he took some big hits. Really? And I, he was crying, got up, got in the car. I'm thinking, okay, he ain't going to play. It. This is it. He ain't <laughs> I knocked it out of him. No. He's like, Dad, I can take it. I, I said, okay. Yeah. And for ever since then, he's been playing. That's crazy because Deuce, it was the same way with Deuce. It was like, I played football, but I wanted him to, man. Like, I was like, when I knew I was having a son, I was like, dude, you're playing football. There was no doubt. I mean, I get it, the concussions, the injuries, but yeah. I was all in. I'm like, dude, you're playing football. This is what I know. This is what I love. But I did the same thing you did. Like, I had my son in all kinds of stuff. And he played baseball. He played with Junior Spivey's team. And, you know, he was rocking the ball. But – there was that attention span. He's out in the outfield like, do 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 what's going on? And all of a sudden you hear, boom. And he's like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, okay, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> and he couldn't throw. His accuracy was right. off. And he was just – so I was like, all right, well, let's do flag. You know, I just wanted to ease him into it kind of like you. It's like, right. all right, well, let's see if you really want to do this. So yeah. just so people will know, we've played against – I say we've played against each other, but our yeah. kids have played against each other since they were like babies. Yeah. And, and I, I remember going up against you guys, just so y'all know, the Rams were the winners. We kicked his butt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did win that. Yeah, yeah, we won. Um, you won one, in, but we won the championship as well. The Flames won the championship. Well, Lil Keon was the coach, 
Well, Big King, yeah. I was in. Yeah. yeah, I think they won one championship, but then, yeah, I think they lost to you guys, the Rams. Yeah, yeah we they played them, um, my goodness, I think it was my son's second second grade, yeah. where they were like Mighty Mice, because we were playing in a league uh, Kenny King had had mm-hmm. going on, and uh, we played them, and I remember, and, and I'm even gonna, I'm even gonna tell on myself a little bit, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> open up a little bit. No, because I was one of those parents, man, when I started coaching, and I was coaching Little League because of the league we were in. I mean, you know the people mm-hmm. that were in that league. I'm, you know, here you are. Oh, you're a former football player. You got a team. You should be good. And you know how the right. Rams were. You know, even you heard about what the Rams stood for. Yeah. Everybody made yeah. up the nicknames for yeah. us. And yeah. I just remember getting so upset. And I was like, wait till I get a team, man. I'm going to show y'all. Mm-hmm. And it became so personal, like that yeah. second year. And I remember when we played uh, – I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a blank right now. I can't think of it, but mm-hmm. we played them, and I already had championship shirts made, yeah. and we went out there and we won. And I put that on the boys as they were shaking hands. And I'm gonna tell you, that's one of the things, man. I regret from Pee Wee football was like Russell, you're better than that. Why right. did you do that? You got caught up in you made it about you right. and less about the kids. And that's that's personal because we played football. What it does is it opens up that door. You're still competitive, yeah. and People puts that just like what Dion went through this year. Yeah. It's it's similar to what you went through yeah. because they put so much on you because you played the game. Yeah. They're not playing against the kids. No. They're playing against you. Yes, and that's the same thing Dion went through. They weren't playing against his right. team. They was playing against his son, and they was playing against him mm-hmm. and, and and Hunter and Hunter. <laughs> yeah, and they that's how they see it. Like yeah. they we so those coaches were you know extra incentivized to try to beat Dion. Yeah. Because they felt like they were beating him. You're yeah. still playing the kids. Yeah, yeah. You beating his legacy. Right. Oh, he's not as good as y'all yeah. think. Yeah. And like you said, once you got your team the second year, you, you were good. Dion, wait till Dion get his team next year. Like, <laughs> See, you know what, though? It's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. But so, and, and when we were talking about the, um, you know, Pee Wee football, yeah. one of the topics that I know when we were talking and I asked you about this is kids feeling the pressure of their father's playing. Right. You know, a father who's played, whether it's football, basketball, baseball. Right. And I know that was one of the things like you wanted to touch on. And it was yeah. like, how are your kids with that? Like, is that something that you feel like is that drove them or were they like, no, nah, I don't I don't feel that pressure? I honestly I taught them something early in Russell. And my biggest thing was teaching them what real pressure is. It's a difference. Like yeah. sports, you may feel a little nervous, and that's good yeah. to be a little nervous, but that's not pressure. Pressure is not knowing when your next meal coming from. Taking them to a homeless shelter and seeing yeah. how people live, yeah. that's pressure. Yeah. That's realistic pressure. Right. And this is not pressure. Right. You know right. what I mean? Uh, if you got an exam mm-hmm. that you've been studying for, right. that's pressure. Right. This is not pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is something you you love. You get excited. And, yeah. and you if you get sick, and Carlos used to get sick to his stomach really? before games. Yeah, he would get sick to his stomach. He wasn't worried about somebody hitting him. He just would get, he was worried about letting his team down. That's his yeah. biggest pressure was not playing the game. Yeah. So I told him, no, that's not pressure. Look, you know, embrace it. Yeah. Love it. You know, this is going to make you play better. Right. That's what I taught them. Like, embrace that feeling. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a pressure from inside. Right. That's that's what pressure other people put that on side yeah, on yeah. you. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I, I I the same thing. I had a conversation with my boy, and he was like, "You know what, Dad? I 
I never really played because you play. He goes, I always loved the game. Mm-hmm. And, and that made me feel good because I'm like, I gave you the love for the game, that passion, mm-hmm. that, that part of the game that's probably bigger than most people realize is that you have to love the game because there's going to come a point during this game that this game is going to ask you how much are you willing to put out there? That's right. How much are you willing to take? That's right. And if you're out there because, well, my dad played and you get that big hit or you know some adversity happens, right. you're like, uh, I don't know if I can deal with this. This is too much for me. Yeah. So, but, so when your kids went from the Pee Wee League to junior high, now your oldest, he went started at Chandler, right? Correct. So when he got to Chandler, like what was that like? Because Chandler is a huge school. I mean, we're, we're Hamilton, but I right. respect Chandler. You know yeah, that. We go yeah, back and forth yeah, about it. But yeah. when he got there, I mean, that's a major school. Like what was that like for him? Well, it was a, it was a step um, simply because at that time they had three or four good running backs come in that freshman year. Yeah. And I told him, like, he actually was supposed to go to Hamilton. Yeah, what Tuck, happened? <laughs> Tuck, Tuck was supposed to have bring him over. And um, what happened was we went to a Chandler-Hamilton game in eighth grade. Okay. okay? They were playing at Hamilton. I'll never forget mm-hmm. this. I'm on Hamilton's sideline. Okay. All right? They playing Chandler. I'm watching Hamilton come out. They're bigger. Yeah. They're, fa- they're stronger, but they weren't faster. Right. And Chandler whooped they butt. Mm-hmm. And, and Carlos said, okay, Dad, whoever wins the game, that's the school I'm going to. Really? That's That was it. Oh, come on, man. And we Chan- missed out on that kind Listen, of talent just I, because of one loss? Because that it was a, it was a butt weapon. Yeah. Because they were so much faster. Plus, the Carlos ran track. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, Hamilton's weren't known for their, their track yeah, uh, yeah, program. Yeah. And so he, he wanted to run track. So yeah. that was another thing that brought him. So that we, once we got to um, Chandler, it was a big deal because he had three good running backs. And I was like, look, you're going to have to show it. I said, it ain't about your talent. You're going to have to work hard and show these guys that you're going to be the number one guy. And first game, he wasn't starting. He was rotating. By the third game, he was starting. And that's varsity. And I, well, that was Jay. Well, freshman. Okay, okay. Because he didn't he didn't play varsity, but he dressed. Right. By the end of the year, he was dressing varsity. Okay. Didn't play. Okay. But Chandler doesn't allow freshmen to yeah. play actually varsity. Yeah, that's good though. I mean, you, I don't yeah. think they should. I mean, a freshman. It's rare for a kid to come from junior high to ninth grade and be ready for high school. I Absolutely. mean, that the speed of the game, the strength, the size, Absolutely. all that stuff. But that that's crazy because dudes, because of where we grew up. That was in our backyard, and from day one, he was just like Hamilton. He always, he'd wear Hamilton. Yeah. I don't even know if you remember when we played with the Bears, he would wear his Hamilton gear because yeah. the whole team was just nothing but Chandler kids, and he'd be like, Dad, I'm wearing my Hamilton gear. I'm not going to let them punk me. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I remember you used to tell me all the time, like, Deuce, Deuce like the, he likes Starbucks. Yeah, got, yeah, we yeah. We got Starbucks <laughs> over here. We ain't going down there. Yeah, we got Kings <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah. Y'all got Elmer's, which I love Elmer. <laughs> So then, you know, so you have a younger son and coming up under Big Brother, like, Mm -hmm. was that something he wanted to do too? He wanted to follow his brother to Chandler or was it kind of the same thing where he was torn about where he wanted to go and he had to make that decision? He was pretty much, because his son went to Chandler, he was going to Chandler. Okay. So um, at one point, because he was switching positions, he wanted to play running back. He yeah. wanted to stay. He always had to think about playing running back. And I was saying, son, you can play defense. Yeah. And um, it was his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Saguaro came, and I got some calls, and they wanted him to say, "Hey, we're putting him a running back. Wow. We're having him play running back." And I was like, "Son, it's your your decision. Yeah. You can go to Saguaro, or you can stay at Chandler." And he said, "I'm staying at Chandler." 
So that was that. That's good. Yeah. That I was mean, that. You know what? That's so great because it's just that rivalry that builds and these mm-hmm. kids have known each other so long. And I think I think the fans get wrapped up more into it than the kids do. They yeah. they understand it's a game. These are my boys. I hang out with them. Yeah. We've come up, played Pop Warner together. So it, it's competition, but I, I think the fans make it like a bigger deal than what it probably really needs to be. Yeah. And and yeah. so now when your son, your older son, DeCarlos, now he's a senior, offers are starting to come. Like, what? how did you decide where you wanted to go? Well, his senior year in high school, I wanted him to go to an academic school. Right. Um, it's not just about football. Right. You want to graduate. So it was either uh, Cal Berkeley, and then the other schools came later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan came later. But. Cal Berkeley was was the top top notch Yo, academically, yeah. so um, that's where he went. That's where he wanted to go. Um, then he obviously left there. And now he's at ASU. Well, no, and we can actually go into that a little okay. bit because that was one of the things we had talked about was this right. NIL and the portal. Yeah, and you know, and your son, you know, he he transferred. So yeah. you know, I, you're the first person I've had on here who actually has some experience with that. You know, yeah. you know, these parents get out there and they hear about the portal and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to jump into the portal. But like, explain that. Like, tell people, you know, it's not as easy as you think. It's not as easy as you think. Um, my first. I had to do all my research on how it works, um, certain dates, when the best dates to move, uh, when it's open time, when it's closed dates, and then who do we go with? Do you go, you got to believe something, right? So you're in a situation where you got all these schools looking for you. we had like six offers at one point. Oh, huh. now, coming in the portal? Yeah, wow. well, coming in the portal, he had six schools. Um, now, do we take the visits to these schools? Do we, it's, it's kind of similar to when he came out of high school. Okay, so just being recruited yeah, all over just again. Just pretty much recruited okay. all over again. But the, the difference is now it's higher stakes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. not your freshman year, you can sit, yeah. figure things out. This has to work. Yeah. This is this is it, right? So. Um, he was considered was supposed to be a grad transfer, which mm-hmm. means he can go whenever he wants. Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to sit out. There's he no penalty because no he's already penalties. graduated. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen. So the the whole process got pretty sticky. Yeah. It's it is a rough process. Yeah. What I would tell anybody, as far as my experience concerned, go where you're loved, not liked. Absolutely. Not who you like, the school that you like. Yeah. Go who loves you. Yeah. Now the question is. Figuring out what team really loves you, kid. Want your kid? The truth. Are they telling you the truth? That's it. Yeah. And that's and it's very difficult. Now nil money is considered in there. Yeah. Money talks. Oh, always. So always. If you like, if you like my son, you gonna show me. But if you love my son, you gonna really show me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the difference. Uh, see, and, and that's where. And we were talking about this before we even started rolling. Yeah. You're a fan of the portal. Yeah. And we were just talking, and I'm like. Uh, me not so much not that I don't like the kids not having options but it's just so wide open there's no governing body because like we were talking about the governing body was the people that you don't trust and now you expect them to make the rules to govern that so like why are you such a big fan of the portal and that whole NIL because I've seen the way it worked before and it was corrupt I seen we know players that were getting paid in college yeah under the table under the table okay so People knew they were getting paid, mm-hmm. but now let's put that out front. Yeah. Now, do we need some structure and standards? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But 
I'm, I got tired of seeing these teams go to bowl games making twenty million yes. for the school just to show up. Coach getting five million, mm-hmm. getting paying him, and everybody getting paid but the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Then you give them a bag full of clothes. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> At the time, that was great yeah. though. We thought At it was t- a big deal, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. We didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. You gave us a scholarship, which worth forty, fifty thousand. But when you start making millions on their back, whoa! Yeah, when yeah. you got TV rights, when you got mm-hmm. like oh, like the Big Ten is coming up pretty soon, they yeah. about to have a billion dollar TV revenue set up. Billion with a B. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> Come on, man! You yeah. can't. You got to pay these kids. You, you know what I mean? You got to. And see, that's the thing. They gave us. They gave us crumbs. Yeah, yeah. We took that. We thought that was great. Yeah, absolutely. But now it's time to eat. It's business now. It's like it, it's, it's big business. It's an extension. It used to be an extension of high school. You know, when you went to college, it was like, okay, they still care about you. Yeah. You're gonna be here for a while. Now it feels like it's an extension of the NFL. It's like minor league baseball. Now. Right. Like you know, kid. Like we were talking, we right. said free agency. Right. You know, and, and it's just like, wow, this is so yeah. out of control. And it's like you have to constantly be yeah. every year. You have to think like. Right now, with us doing well, yeah. the fear is, is somebody going to come along and try to steal Jed? Yeah. And then, you know, as yeah. a parent, I have to think about these things. Like, if you, if somebody comes along and gives Jed Fish a ton of money to leave, yeah. what are we going to do? Right. You know, because these are the guys who believed in you. Right. They loved you, like you said. Yeah. And now they're gone. And now you got to impress somebody else. You got to impress your stepfather. It's a even step further. They go... They're coming for your best players too. They are. They gonna come for your players as yeah. well as the coaches. And some coaches are gonna say, you know what? I can get this player to leave with me. So yeah. it gets really. It's gonna get a little nasty it, before it, it gets. Get very, yeah. yeah, it can get ugly. Yeah. I just said, tell people like, look, you have to go with your instincts. You got to go with you. Somebody over there that you can trust, mm-hmm. and and hope you made the right decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched my son, he's at ASU now, he's playing well, he's back on the field. First game back off an injury, three touchdowns. We got a lot of calls after that for NIL. Just because he had one good game. It reminded me, you remember when um, um, Odell Beckham was a good receiver, right? No one knew who he was. Really, mm-hmm. until he made that catch, right? Yeah, Against the yeah, Cowboys. Yeah. The one-handed catch, yeah, right? Blew up. Blew up. Great receiver up until that point, but nobody knew him. Nobody knew him. Yeah. That's the same thing with college football. All it takes is one big game. Yeah. yeah. And psh, yeah. that's Deuce, it. Deuce started to get a little bit of notice after that USC game. I mean, he had a good game. I, I was mm-hmm. super excited for him. You know, he had two sacks, so he was just calling me out the way, like, dad, dad, dad. Yeah. And, and my thing was, I'm like, oh, my God, like, now he's had a good game. Like, Money's gonna start. People are gonna start talking to him, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, your son had a good game." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh my god, I just want him to play football." The innocence has been lost. No, it, it, it's gone. And it, it's, it's gone. Innocence been gone. When you start talking about yeah. business and money, yeah. which business and money go together, absolutely, you can't have business without money. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, you gonna have to have that talk. Like, hey, Deuce, you know. Um, what type of NL you guys going to take care of you because yeah. it, it's not even about because when we played if you're good enough the best players play yeah, so, yeah. so to speak absolutely it's not that anymore yeah. Deuce balled out their game hey y'all, y'all going to take care of Deuce next year right yeah. it's coming up season almost over y'all about Free to go agency. to a ball game <laughs> after that bowl game you're going to have to have that conversation hey y'all going to take care of Deuce on, on this and it's, it's unfortunate you got to have to talk that yeah. way 
but it's it's the, it's the business it's the reality of where we are yeah I, I just and i don't i embrace change i'm, I'm a little different I'm, i used to be real old school mm -hmm. i was like you know what i gotta i gotta embrace this change yeah, because yeah. it's you know and i still got some old school things yeah you know? absolutely but I've, I've embraced the change and i have to learn what difference in nil and collectibles because a lot of people don't know the difference in those two those are really? different okay that's okay a different so collectible what is that collectibles are that's when in a in a in a nutshell, that's where you got the NIL. But the collectibles, when all the boosters put all their money in the pot. Yeah, okay. And that's where money, pretty much how the kids get paid. So they put all their money in the pot. Mm -hmm. And that's what Dion was talking about. He don't like collectibles. The reason being is he can't control that. That's that's all the boosters putting that money in the pot. And they're saying, okay, coach, who's our, our, our main kids? Yeah, who do we have to take care of? Who we need to take care of. He may pinpoint some of them. Mm -hmm. but some of the boosters may say, I like such and such. And now you're dealing with a lot of money and you can't tell them no. You cannot tell them <laughs> no. And they go pay who they want to pay. Yeah. And that can get tricky and that can get – and, again, that's why we need some structure. Yeah. And, but for now – that's what it is. They got, they got to pay these kids, and, and that's it's unfortunate. Like, do you think that's gonna last? Like, how long can you just keep paying? Like, can that model last in college? Yes, I just saw the craziest thing. Did you see what A and M just did? No, Texas A and M. No, okay. They they just fired their coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw that. Gave him seventy five million to go away. Yeah. At halftime of that game, the boosters came up. Before they get before they fired him, mm -hmm. the game they put up a check for a hundred and fifty seven million to do what? That was for the school. So one hundred and fifty seven million. They just showed a big check. You can Google it. Mm -hmm. Texas A and M. The game before they fired the coach. They just showed you this is what type of money we got. We got long oil money in Texas. Texas, all the Texas schools get yeah, paid. Yeah. But Texas A&M got some scary money. They showed a check for $157 million, if I remember correctly, is what just money that's saying, look, that $75 million we about to fire that's this coach, nothing. that's nothing. <laughs> we about to turn this program around. What coach would turn that down? Like you said, your coach is doing great. He's doing phenomenal. Yeah. How can he turn that down for as a business standpoint? You can't. He's a coach. He can't say, I got to stay loyal. This yeah. is business. This is business, yeah. Yeah, he got a wife and kids. Mm -hmm. They were like, you got to go take that money. <laughs> you know, that's funny that you bring that up because I think when I first had to deal with that was in college at Carolina mm -hmm. and Mac Brown left. And he went down to Texas, and that was like going into my senior year. Right. And it was like all of a sudden he was just gone. There was no like lead up to it, like, hey, fellas, this is what's going on. Yeah. It was like we got called in this big room. I think like the president of the school, they talked to us because he yeah. had already done the deal. And I remember leaving out there feeling so betrayed and like we were loyal to you. I came here because of you. And so that's why when I talk to people, I want them to know, right. pick the school where you want to be for four years because yeah. coaches are going to come and go. Yeah. They come and go, yeah. can you see yourself being here for four years, five years, whatever it is? And right. if you don't do that, then you're going to be miserable. Now, now, like you said, it's the curveball now. Now, you don't have to pick that school for four years. You better pick that school for now. Because mm -hmm. like you said, next year the coaches be gone. Yeah. The program may be terrible. You yeah. may not, they not run the offense yeah. that you like is feasible for your kid yeah. or defense. Yeah, yeah. Like induce a situation. Mm -hmm. They may not run. They may want bigger DNs. They yeah. may not want, you know, a DN that just rush in. Yeah. So 
that makes a big difference. Yeah. And so your son may have to leave. You got to keep your options open at all times. All the time. And and it's tough because I know people are going to hear that. And it's like they're fans. So no matter Mm -hmm. what, as a fan, your school's always going to be U of A, ASU, whatever. You know, no matter what happens, you're loyal to that school and that program. Whereas these kids, they they don't get that. Because if a coach leaves, now you're like, Who's coming in? Yeah, like you said, what are they going to do? Are they? Yeah. Does this fit me? Does this right. not fit me? So it, it, it's crazy, but I, I love the change where college is as far as the physical nature of it because it has changed from when we played uh, the big D linemen. You know, you got mm-hmm. Reggie White, three hundred yeah. pound defensive end. Yeah, that's not going to work nowadays. No. And you got you know these defensive ends that are 240 pounds you know right. so my son's able to play at a D1 level because exactly. you know you're fast around the edge so mm-hmm. now that kind of leads me into and we we were talking about this do you think the athletes are better now or better when we play so that's a good question i think uh, <laughs> okay i'm going to put it this way they're bigger mm-hmm. they're faster yeah they're stronger Technique-wise, they're down. We yes. were more technique, and that goes for, I think, all sports. Every position, yeah. Yeah, I think it's football, basketball, yeah. all sports. Skill set, they're lacking. They've lost that. They lost that because all they do is rely on their talent. Yeah. Um, the football IQ, I don't think is high, except for different positions. Yeah, I think yeah, quarterback yeah. is higher. Yeah. Um, See, I, I wanna, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Really? I have a problem with this new style of quarterback and I'm going to be careful because I'm old school right? and I, I see these kids and they're amazing and, and I call it the Patrick Mahomes effect. It's mm-hmm. just like Seth Curry. You right. know, these kids seeing him jacking up threes but right. you don't realize how much time he's put in the lab. So when I watch football, sometimes I see these quarterbacks drop back and I'm like, are they reading the field or are they just using their athleticism? They're running around. Okay, one, two, three. My first option isn't open. I'm going to scramble. I'm going to run over here. I'm going to run over there. Right. And then it, it, to me, it becomes like street ball. Right. You know, who's open? And I'm going to get it to them. And it's like. But Russ, you understand defenses are so good. D linemen are so big and fast. They can't block them anymore. They can't block. So you got to have a quarterback that can that can improvise. He got to be able to get out the pocket. There's no more pocket quarterbacks in the NFL really anymore. There's a couple, yeah. but they ain't going to last because there's no pocket. You see these teams, yeah. their pockets is crunched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's crunched up. These D-linemen cannot be blocked. I mean, let's be honest. They, it's tough. It's offensive tough. linemen is not the same. I don't know what happened. Right, right. But they can't block. They can't block these D linemen. So your quarterback got to ad lib. He got to get out the pocket, roll. Receivers got they're not open. Yeah. They got to break off their routes. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Like you said, it's the change. It's like and maybe I'm still trying to hold on to that old school of you sit in the pocket, you go through your greeds and your progressions. If it's not there, okay, now you take off. But yeah. sometimes it's like, and I guess it's true what you're saying. When you yeah. drop back, if all of a sudden you got this defensive man, like, oh my God, he's already on me. You're stepping up in the pocket. Yeah. Now things are breaking down. Now you have to improvise. So yeah, yeah, they've yeah. changed the rules so bad. You can't even hit the quarterback high. You can't hit him low. You can't fall pull on flags. him. Pull flags. Yeah, you can't fall on him. If you fall on him, that's a penalty. And they still cannot block these D linemen. These D linemen is destroying the game. I don't honestly. I don't know how they go do it. Offensive linemen, they they cannot block these guys. They doing the same stunts that they ran. Et stunts yeah. when you ran, um, bull rush. Mm-hmm. That ain't nothing changed yeah. with the D linemen. They just bigger, stronger, and faster. So to answer your question, they are so bigger and stronger and faster to the point where 
offensive lineman can't deal with it. Quarterback's got to run out the pocket. He got to be able to, like you said, play street ball. Yeah, That's yeah. the only way you can win. If Tom Brady played it these days, <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Tom Brady. They destroy him, man. Yeah, they get on him real quick. They'd be on his head. So you're talking about Tom Brady. So yeah. I'm going to ask you this now. Yeah. Um, who? Because I have this argument with my son all the time. Now, you played you play with the Cardinals. Yeah. Who is – who do you think is the best defensive player of all time? And it doesn't even have to be defense. Let me let me reel that back in. Who is the best player you think? Because my thing is, and I'll, I'll say it, and I'll go to my grave with this. Okay. I think LT is the best defensive player to ever play the game. I can't deny that. I can't deny it. Yeah. You got to give it to LT. The scary thing about Lawrence Taylor was, you know, he didn't even take football serious. Oh, yeah, read the book. <laughs> he, he just showed up and played. Yeah. If he showed up, he may show up at halftime. He may show up second quarter. Yeah. Imagine how bad, good he would be, or great, yeah. excuse me, if he just would have took the game serious. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't I, – I love Reggie White. Reggie White was one of my favorites. Okay, yeah, I got um, no problems with that. And I'm a defense – I play defensive back. I love Ronnie Lott. That, that yeah. was my that was my guy because Ronnie Lott started off playing corner, mm-hmm. and then he played safety. Right. That's that's what I did. Right. So I emulated my game after Ronnie Lott. Okay. So, but I have to go with you. Lawrence Taylor was just yeah, he's yeah. the best player ever. I, I get a lot of kickback yeah. from my boy about that because his is JJ Watt. He's like a big time. He fanboys over JJ. No. Oh my God, JJ Watt. I'm no. like, dude, chill out. JJ Watt is. Is great. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely. not. He's not Lawrence Taylor. No, no, not at all. He's not Lawrence Taylor he, at all. He's nowhere near Lawrence Taylor. I, I call Lawrence Taylor like he's the father of all these defensive edge rushers that are now out there doing that. I'm like, I send my son videos, and I'm like, dude, look, he was doing this back then, and he's like, well, look at the lineman. I'm like, I can't help who he played against. That's just who he played against. So right. you, know, right. you can't you can't blame him. You can't fault him for that. So who's the toughest player you've ever been up against? For me, as a receiver. I don't know why Andre Risen gave me fits. Andre Risen in practice, I never forget. We played him. You know how preseason we are play, you practice against players first. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is my chance to get some intel mm-hmm. before that preseason game. It didn't matter. Andre Risen was sick. Really? I, he was a receiver that stopped on a dime. Yeah. He was like Jerry Rice. I never played against Jerry Rice, but. I, I couldn't do nothing with him. And honestly, the guys I was I played with Aeneas Williams was the yeah, corner. Yeah. Aeneas struggled with him as well. Man, Aneas is Hall of Famer. I oh, mean, he's man, one of man, the best listen, to do it. Andre Risen was very underrated. I'd never seen nobody go that fast and can cut left, right, uh-huh. and stop on a dime. Yeah. And had on, at one practice, he had on tennis shoes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He came out there with tennis shoes first. I said, nah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, I would tell you, for me, for me, and I don't even hesitate whenever people ask me about this, is uh, Larry Allen. Oh, no, goodness. Bro, it, it's nothing more demoralizing as a football player when another man moves you against your will. Oh, my like goodness. Like when he, a man lines up in front of you and he just moves you against your will. Yeah. And, and Larry Allen, and I have no problem. I remember when we would play them being here with the Cardinals, and you knew you would play Dallas. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to play Larry Allen this week. And luckily, we had Leonard Davis, so I at least had size-wise and strength-wise to get me ready for it. Yeah. But that still wasn't it. No. I mean, you've seen the videos of him bench-pressing no. 500 pounds. No, I, trust me, I saw it. I saw, <laughs> I saw what he did against Eric Swan. 
Yes. And you remember how tough Swan oh my was. Oh, God, yeah. He Swan, came straight out of high school. I mean, Swan was start standing up two 300-pounders. Right. When it came to Larry Allen, he couldn't do that. Yeah, and and the only player I ever feared tackling, uh-huh. this is on another side note, was probably Barry Sanders. Yeah, that's, because, that's everybody. Because he, he embarrassed people so bad. <laughs> he embarrassed, When he made Woodson, who was a Hall of Famer yeah. as well, when he made his leg blow out, he blew his ACL trying to tackle him. Mm. I said, I'm not I'm not touching that guy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just going, look, if I miss, I miss. You know, but yeah. That, that, you know, but Larry Allen for me was that guy. And I mean, I'm sure there are some other linemen. Like, I remember when we played uh, Pittsburgh um, when I was with the Cardinals and um, I had to tackle um, – Oh my God! I'm gonna drop uh, Jerome Bettis. Oh yeah, and it the was bus. yes, and he yes, and that's he got that name for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was going into halftime, and they just ran it just to kind of run the clock out so we can you know get off the field going into halftime. And I hit him, and I just remember being like, Oh damn! Like I just remember <laughs> that my body felt like like Oh God, yeah. what was that? Yeah. And I just remember sitting in the locker room for like the first few minutes, like, Dude, that's a big boy. Oh, yeah. Like, wow, and he runs hard, and, you, and you're trying to hit him, and you're just like, dude, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. So, now yeah, this is going to – That's now, funny. Yeah, he was huge. And like, you ever had yeah. – like, who was the biggest back you've had to hit? Lorenzo O'Neal. He almost – he made me debate. San Diego, right? Yeah, he yeah. made me debate, is this for me? <laughs> like, he made you question. Yeah, is this is – this, can you – yeah, Lorenzo O'Neal was huge. He had that neck roll. And I had played yeah. against him in college. Uh-huh. He went to Fresno State. Uh-huh. And we beat him. And i never forget. He was like, yeah, I remember you. He gave me one of them at, Which well, I'm gonna get at the you. beginning <laughs> of the game. I was like, Lorenzo, you still remember that? Like, yeah. He was huge. Like, all he wanted to do, he was a fullback. All he wanted to do was thump you. He was 250. Yeah. I was a 200-pound safety, yeah. 210. But, no, Lorenzo O'Neal was sick. He was nasty. You know, he growled. He, he had all snot on his nose. <laughs> just nasty yeah, for no reason. Like, yeah. like, I know he didn't shower. Like, yeah, he, <laughs> just he get in care. the car and go home. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, oh, he was nasty. Like, he, like you said, that numb feeling. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I still got shoulder problems. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think to this yeah. day, I can pop my shoulder, and I'm like, that's Jerome Bettis. Because yeah. <laughs> I was a little, I was crazy enough that I'm gonna hit you anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta, I gotta give you yeah. all I got because I. Some people are like, why didn't you just try to? Nah, like, nah, I wasn't built that yeah, way. Nah, nah, I'm gonna nah. hit you anyway, because yeah. I was crazy enough. But then I was also crazy enough. Wait a minute, mm. I felt that pain. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't want to feel that anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I don't think I've ever. Now you got me thinking. Has anybody ever made me like, oh, wow, is this what I really want to do? Like, I, I mean, I'm. I don't want to use the word fear because that's not what it was when I went up against Allen, but. It was just like, dude, you can't make any mistakes. You can't yeah. take a wrong step. You got to use perfect hand placement. Everything you got, everything you do has got to yeah. be perfect. Like, he made you elevate your game, which I respected that. But it was like leading up to that that week, you just you worked harder. And, yeah. and I hate that whatever that was that was in me when I faced him, I didn't have it all the time right. to have that work and that desire to be, I want to be here. You know, yeah. you think you're doing it, but then when you go against somebody you know, do my kick my ass out here. <laughs> like I got to really be prepared. Yeah. But see, my thing was with Lorenzo, Ladanian Thomason's gonna get his touches. Yeah, yeah, that means Lorenzo's coming at me. Yeah, I got to take on this block. Yeah. I'm gonna have to do this 20, 15 to twenty times. He's, I'm gonna have to take on this block. Yeah. I ain't got no. I can't run around it. Yeah. And a couple times I just said I put my helmet in his knee. 
Yeah. I, I got to make him feel something. Something, yeah. Yeah, I got to make him feel some pain. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like that, and that probably pissed him off more. Yeah, but now I'm really going to get you. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you already got me, so it can't get no worse. <laughs> can't get any worse. Yeah, so, yeah. So, hey, look, we've kind of winding down here. So there was something that when you filled out the form, and, and I, as you can see, I put it up on the board yeah. with an yeah. exclamation mark. Hockey? Like, you're a hockey fan. Yeah, yeah. Like, how? Like, what is... I, it was the aggressive nature of hockey because it was similar to football. Only difference, they could fight. Yeah. So they was allowed to fight. So I was fascinated with that Escape a little bit. without a stick, huh? Yeah. So I was like, wow, they let them fight. Like, I thought I was a little fascinated because my background was I boxed a little bit, you know, golden gloves right. when I was young. Uh-huh. So the fighting part, I was like, hey... <laughs> That's right about it. I can fight. At least I can get him here. And you, you only know? get a timeout. <laughs> yeah, like Lorenzo and Neil, hey, we'll square up. You know, I can do that in football. Yeah, you know, no. I just got to take a butt whooping. But hockey fascinated me. I went to Bowling Green, we graduated from Bowling Green State mm-hmm. University. And uh, Bowling Green was known for hockey at the time. Right. They had a really nice hockey team. So I went to a lot of hockey games uh-huh. and it was great. Now I couldn't play. I couldn't skate. Yeah, we don't have we don't have too many skate parks in the hood. No, so I couldn't skate. But I was fascinated on the skill set. How they, you know, they used to juke. They just would use stick stick. on the little blades too. Yeah, but you can blow them up like football. You can they can put them into the wall. So I've been to one. I went to the uh, Coyotes. Right. Okay. I went to one there, and I actually, um, gosh, a friend of mine had like the I don't want to call them floor seats, but right there by the window. And, you know, I'm watching, and you don't realize how fast they are until you see it. Oh, yeah. And then when you see 6'3", 210, and boom, into yeah. the glass, you're like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, you think they're going to come through it. Yeah. So so I get the excitement of that. Yeah, I just didn't like the cold. I, did, I couldn't sit there in the cold. I, yeah. I was like, I was drinking a lot of hot chocolates <laughs> with a little yeah, bourbon a little in, it. in it. A little bourbon in it. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, I love hockey. Good, good, man. But, yeah. look, we kind of kind of winding this down now, man. And I just want to uh, – first of all, I want to thank you for being on. Oh, man. appreciate it, a great it, man. time. Appreciate you having me. And I want – if you could leave the parents and people listening with some advice, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's about their kids, whether it's about life, football, what would that advice be? My biggest thing with these kids and parents is instill confidence in these kids. Um, whatever they may be, it may be sports, it may not be sports, whatever they want to be, instill that, that confidence to these kids because I think a lot of it is a lot of mental illness with these kids. Um, you and I coached. Yeah. We know they're not as tough as we were, yeah, yeah. and they're, they're not mentally as tough. Yeah. So these kids, they're going to have to get these kids, find out what their passion is in life, um, one thing I do, I work in enrollment now. So what I do is motivate people to go to school, go right. to college, get your degree. But these kids have no motivation. They they don't they have no passion. At least we had something we wanted to be. You know, if he was a fireman, yeah. a policeman, pro football player, basketball, whatever right. it may be, but they need to instill more um, passion or uh, love. As into what they want to be, right, right. and that's that's one thing I think these kids are missing. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's just like when we first started off. It's like, are you doing this because you love it, or are you doing it because I love it? Because right. it's going to come a point in time where this game is going to ask for probably more than you're willing to give if you're doing it for me, right? And if you're not, because no. it's always going to pull it out of you. That's right. Football, you have to love it. You have because you can't put that work in. Unless you love that sport, yeah, yeah. like you said, you go feel some pain that you never <laughs> felt inflicted, and that's that's part of the game. Yeah, like I remember um, 
and I have to get off on another no, story. No. Like my coach in college, I mean high school, mm-hmm. he said on defense, your job is to inflict as much pain yeah. as possible, not injure the person. No, 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 no. We don't want to injure be dirty, him. no. But my job is to inflict as much pain mm-hmm. as possible. That was my mindset from a defense yeah. standpoint. And, and I taught that to my kids. If he don't feel you, even with my son running the ball, and he, the Carlos runs hard, yeah. they don't feel you. They gonna come harder, mm-hmm. but they got it. You got to make them give something to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, what is it? Marshawn Lynch was talking about yeah. that over and over. Yeah, like yeah. something's gonna give. Either you are gonna give or I'm gonna right. give. But we are gonna keep doing this all day. That's right. And, you, and the more you pain you inflict, and I, I hate to put it like that because that sounds so bad. But yeah. I mean, as a defender, you want to hit them. You want to slow that running back down. You want those receivers looking like where is he? That's right. That's gonna help you. So yeah. man, I appreciate you being on oh, here. No man. problem. It was a lot bro. of fun, brother. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, bro. Thanks for tuning in to The Route. 